Welcome to Real Estate Unfiltered. This podcast is obviously about real estate, but it's not what you think it is. It's the truth about real estate. It's You're going to be talking to and listening to conversations from real people, real estate investors, appraisers, realtors, telling you the truth of what goes on in real estate. But even better than that, you're going to be talking to either future home buyers or current home buyers who can tell you how their process went with me, with someone else, and just give you tips and tricks on how to make the process easier. My motto is anyone I work with, I want to make the real estate process simple, easy, and fun. Because at the end of the day, buying a house is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your life. So we want you to clearly understand what you're getting yourself into, but we also want you to enjoy the process because all too often we wait to the end to start enjoying things. I want you to enjoy the journey and not just the finish line. So welcome to Real Estate Unfiltered. I have my good friend, Xavier Knight. Uh, Xavier, just talk a little bit about yourself. Let us know who you are, what you do, and we're going to jump straight into it. Awesome. My name is Xavier Knight, uh, CEO, founder of Knight's Management, uh, where my motto is we provide quality rentals. Uh, So I love and I enjoy real estate. And to be honest, Malcolm, you didn't do that last time. So for those of you who didn't know, uh, those of you who didn't know, this is actually our second episode because the first episode, unfortunately, I hung up too fast and we didn't even get the chance to record it. So, (laughs) but even then, that was a good episode so we can laugh about it now. Um, But I really did like that uh, that opening. That was awesome. So (laughs) keep doing that one. I wish I would have wrote it down so I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, when you when you were going, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, that's that's different. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, Dice Management. My my motto is we provide quality rentals. Uh, I am the founder of it, and uh, I own 16 units right now, 16 doors at the current can we, moment. Can we take a stop and applaud that? <laughs> I appreciate Xavier, it. How old are you? How old are you? If you don't mind me telling the people, I'm 29. 29 and own 16 doors. So that means you are never too early to start. Um, Xavier, when did you get... All right, first, it's a two-part question. First, okay. I want to know how did you get started in real estate investing or real estate in general and at what age? Because a lot of people feel like they can't do it if they're old or if they're young. So just... Yeah. So I started um, in real estate. Te- technically, I purchased my first property when I was 23 years old. That's when I purchased my very, very first property. But prior to that, um, I started in real estate. My mom, she purchased a house up here in Connecticut. And I was up here going to University of Bridgeport. And during the time frame, I didn't have any money. So she had a she had a fairly big house. So I decided to start renting out the rooms. Me and my brother, we st- decided to start renting out the rooms. And I was 18 at the time. So we had five tenants. And when I tell you it was the worst, <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. I mean, don't get me wrong. It w- we had five tenants. They were all paying five fifty a month. But I had no idea about like real estate. I knew nothing about it. I didn't read up on it. I mean, leases, what is that? So I had people renting the rooms. I mean, guy, people were stealing each other's bikes. I mean, stuff in the hallway. It was, it was terrible. Uh, the Sounds income was great. Yeah. The income was great. I, I, this is before I knew what was called house hacking. Okay. 
because that would be considered house hacking, right? I live there and the rooms are being rented out. Yeah, so that's considered house hacking, but I didn't know anything about it. Um, so that that was my introduction to real estate. And when we were going through the process of interviewing people, they were like, how old are you? Like, that was the biggest focus. Just how old are you? I was 18 years old. Uh, but I had no idea what I was doing. Fast forward, all those tenants got out, a few broken windows, uh, and I said, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know that you would be right back. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, a buddy of mine, his name is Andre, he he said, hey, you should check out this thing called Bigger Pockets. I said, Bigger Pockets? What's that? So I started digging into it, started looking into um, their podcast, and man, I, I, was, I was just like sucked in at that point. I was I was all into it. And um, at the time, I was still working at uh, Target. I was I was at Target. You know, I think everybody starts at Target or McDonald's. Uh, So (laughs) I was working at Home Depot for you. That's a great place to start. I tell you that (laughs) you meet some good people. Funny story. I actually applied. So. um, Well, I was always selling candy and stuff. I was making my own money. I was always been an entrepreneur. Yeah, but. I was like, you know what? Let me get a regular job. I wanted to, I was trying to be like everyone else. All my friends yeah. are working. I'm just working for myself, like cutting grass, that stuff. So I was like, cool, I'm going to try this stuff out. So everyone's like, yo, get a job at McDonald's. Easy. I applied for McDonald's. I think I was in college when I finally applied for a, a real job. Because yeah. um, in high school, I was always selling my own stuff. And then um, I got, I used to work in the school. I opened a store in the school. And pathways, I opened mm-hmm. up a, a, the first school store because that they, was you. That's awesome. <laughs> they got mad at me because I was selling candy. That's and pretty then cool. I got suspended because too many kids were coming to me to buy candy. Gotcha. So eventually, I opened up my own store. Fast forward. Um, so all my friends told me to apply, and I applied. Hey, do you know McDonald's sent me an uh, email saying I was overqualified for the job? Really? I applied for like that's the first crazy. Cashier. And I was like, I was so perplexed. Like, what do you mean I'm overqualified? Like, That's crazy. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> Yo, for, for, so it's funny you said it. So for those of you that don't know, me and Malcolm, we actually went to high school together. So that's why I said that was you. So that's that's awesome. Honestly, I think that um, like real like entrepreneurs, we started working like long before we was able to work. Honestly, because it's funny you said that cutting grass. Man, I was I was cutting grass. I was shoveling snow. And this is long before I got working papers. You know what I mean? I was, I, I swear, I was packing. Yeah, I was packing bags at Sea Town Supermarket on <laughs> Farmers Boulevard. I did that for like four years. That's how I bought my first flat screen TV. And that back back then, a thirty thing was thirty two inch flat screen TV. It was like seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's how far technology has come. That the price yeah. of TVs now is like a joke. Yeah. So. What type of properties do you typically invest in? So uh, multifamily and single family properties. I don't have any commercial properties yet. And I'm saying yet. I don't have any commercial properties yet, but I will. Actually, I have a um, I have a four unit that I do plan on converting to a six unit. So that will actually end up becoming commercial. I love it. So um, tell us a little (laughs) bit. I know you in the last... uh, the unrecorded, that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, the unrecorded. unrecorded. <laughs> the tapes, uh, episode one, you talked about how you did your first out-of-state flip. 
and what transpired with that. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So actually, so what brought me out of state uh, was was David Green's book, How to Invest in Real Estate Long Distance, because my market was just so saturated. I mean, the, the prices skyrocketed. I was like, you know what? He's right. If I can't, you know, if I don't have enough to buy in my own backyard, doesn't mean there's not other backyards to look into. And that's what made me think about buying out of state. Um, So I started looking around. Uh, I actually took a trip out to Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, you know what? This seems like a pretty nice area. I was talking to a few people out there and they were telling me that the advancements that were taking place. uh, Amazon facility was put out in Columbus. Um, The children's hospital was growing and they started buying up like a lot of properties out there and a lot of land which I, I see, I saw it happen here in Connecticut over with Yale. I mean, Yale pretty much owns almost all of New Haven. So I see, I saw it happen here in Connecticut. So I was like, okay, this, this could be a, a huge opportunity. So I ended up buying out there in Columbus and um, it was, <laughs> let me not say it was great, but it did the job. Needless to say, <laughs> no, we want all the details. You know what I mean? Let's say all the details. Don't all right, so any stories? All right, all right. So we'll, we'll we'll get to it. So when I first purchased the property, I purchased it for sixty thousand dollars. I was like, "This is a great deal. This is awesome." Looked at the rental income and get eleven hundred dollars per unit. It was a two-family house. To so sixty thousand dollars, eleven hundred bucks per unit. That's a one-win. I'm like, this is insane. Um, the house. So it was a fire-damaged house. So I purchased it knowing that it was a fire damaged house, went through, inspected to see how much um, it would need, had contractors walk through with me, and they gave me a price quote of around $72,000. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine, gave. Uh, I had him walk through, and he said, ah, we can get it done for like fifty-five. So, you know, me being me, me being cheap, I said, uh, it's not, that's, I don't that's, think it's cheap. Just looking for the best deal because I do the same yeah. thing. Sometimes it comes back and be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what happened. You know, um, looking for looking for the best deal sometimes is not always the best option. Just because mm-hmm. it, it can come back and cost you more. You know, um, and that's that's exactly what happened in this situation. Fifty five thousand dollars is what he charged me. It actually ended up costing me ninety four thousand for that rehab. And from 55 to 94,000. Now I budgeted for 72,000. And that was 72,000 with a 10% uh, just in case. You know, because you always want to put additional aside for just in case, because you never know what you're going to come across. So it ended up costing me that much more because uh, he was fired. He was fired due to the fact that um, he was paying contractors and they weren't even finishing the job. He was paying guys. He was having to chase them down. They were at bars. I'm flying to Ohio doing plumbing and electrical on my own. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. I'm up, you know, I'm spending weekends there. I'm spending full weeks there. I'm doing electrical. I'm doing plumbing. I'm doing sheetrock. I'm taping. I'm like, this is insane. I'm You're paying. to work yourself to save the money. Dude, I'm paying all of this money. No, the money's paid already. That's the messed up part. They just didn't finish it. They didn't finish it. They started it. They came for a couple of days. They were paid. They had no reason to show up at that point. They've already received their money. So they showed up when they wanted to. And, you know, the GC would call me and I would say, hey, send me videos. You know, uh, I want to see a walkthrough. And he he would do all those things. 
But I, you know, I said to him, I said, well, no one's there. Like I would never see anyone there in the house when he would show me all of those things. So, and, and, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you, you can't mix friends with a business, but you, unfortunately, you know, they say you can't mix friends with a business. I don't necessarily say that that's true. However, you got to know how business savvy that person is. How do they operate their own business? And that will show you how they were operating the business with you. 100%. I like that. That's a really good. That might be quotable. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. So fast forward, you fire the GC. What yep. did you do after that? And then At obviously you were GC yourself a little bit because you're doing the project. Correct. Hands-on. Yep. I was doing the project. Then I was using, um, what do you call that thing? Uh, Angie's List. Mm-hmm. Got an electrician in there. I got. <laughs> I'm serious, yo. I didn't know he was using Angie's list. That's yeah. <laughs> I was using Angie's list. I got an electrician in there, and it's funny. So here's the thing with Angie's list, and I found this out. So Angie's list, they give you these great deals initially. It's like sign up for Angie's list, you get thirty percent off, and I'm like thirty percent off. It's no brainer. Guy comes out. Uh, so his electrician and plumber comes out, right? So I hire both of these guys. These guys are there in the house. They're there working with me on the house. This guy, he's doing the plumbing. Um, the electrician, he's up in the attic. He's like, hey, can you give me a hand? I'm bringing the ladder over to him. I'm up there. He's like, hey, do you know how this runs? I'm like, because so I know electrical. So I'm like, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's knock this out. And they go to me and they ask. They said, hey, because uh, this is what I do. I also buy like donuts and coffee and stuff for them. So I like to take care of my guys because they take care of me. So I bought them coffee and donuts. And we were sitting there talking. And he said, hey, how much did you pay? I'm like, well, you know, Angie's List, they charged, uh, I think they charged me like $630. He's like, oh, that's crazy. I said, well, how much were you charging me? And he's like, oh, just 50 bucks an hour. I was like, son of a, I was like, and that's what, that was with 30% off. They charged you like 85 an hour. I was like, their price. <laughs> yo, crazy. That means the contractors probably didn't get that nowhere near contractors probably raised up the, their price. There's like interest only paying us 40. We'll charge this guy 50. Correct. Yeah. So they like, they was like, yeah, 50 bucks an hour. So I, I opted out of Angie's list at that point And I was talking to them directly because kind of once they come in, that's it. I mean, dude's, dude's name is Don and I can show you our text messages. I mean, it went for months. You don't need dude. no proof. I don't want to <laughs> shut down the, the, the podcast already. No, 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 no. But, you know, I contacted them directly because that, that's the thing with Angel's List. They do connect you with great contractors. They they vet. They do it all. So that's the great thing. But, you you know, you got to utilize that because if you got the same guys coming out over and over again, of course, you're going to build a connection with them. Okay, so they're they're good. They're good for starting up the relationship and finding. Yes, yes, they are very, very good for that, and that's the truth. Because um, it made it made the process a lot simpler as far as like going through like Better Business Bureau, seeing their recommendations, seeing their um, uh, their reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, they made it a lot simpler, and I mean, these guys they showed up every day. It it was no. If it wasn't for ages, yeah. I probably wouldn't have gotten some of that stuff done, to be honest. I can imagine. Yeah. So then what happens um, with the work? With the house? So I get, um, I hire a new GC. It takes him a few weeks before you start. One thing I did also realize is if someone is readily available to do work for you, you probably shouldn't hire them. Because <laughs> if, if, if you're talking to a GC and he said, we can start today. Yeah, probably don't hire them. There's a reason they're not working right now. I'm just saying. So the the, the, the super good ones are usually jam packed because they have so yeah, many jobs for me people. Exactly, and that's what it was. So 
<clears throat> contacted uh, contacted GC, spoke to him. He said he wouldn't be able to get out for six weeks. So I said, okay. I had to wait the six weeks. You know, it kind of was. In the meantime, you were flying back from Ohio to Connecticut. Correct. Forth, right? Yep. Um, and doing the job yourself, so the project is still moving along somewhat. Yep. The project is still moving along somewhat. During the meantime, it's costing me. Not only is it costing me flights, it's costing me Airbnb stays, it's costing me. Um, and I didn't even put all of that together, you know, when I was doing it. My tax account actually did. He was like, well, you know, hotel fees, uh, flight. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> so he put That's all of that stuff together. A whole nother argument always good to have <clears throat> great people on your team because they catch things that you miss. Because if Correct. you had a lackadaisical tax account, he would have just forgot about those extra money that you spent that you can thus claim on your business taxes. Correct. And that's what he that's what he did, man. He wrote he wrote all of that stuff off. And I honestly, all I thought was about the project and what was going to be made after it was finished. I didn't think about the the cost of just those things there because I thought it was very I thought they were very small. But you think over a four month time span, it's not that's not small. You know four hundred dollars here, four hundred dollars there, four hundred dollars each trip. Or five hundred dollars each trip. Yeah, it's gonna cost the rental car fees, everything. It all adds into your flip. Food, everything. Yeah, it all adds into your flip. I mean, it's all you know taxable, but it all adds into your flip. So um, the GC wasn't able to start for six weeks. During that time frame, even though I was going out there and working on the house, guys knew in the area, and this is how I also found out it was a rough area. They were breaking in. I mean, left and right, man. They were kicking in the doors. Sometimes for no reason. I think they were just doing it for sport. <laughs> like, yo, they were doing it for sport, yo. They were just like security cameras. So they stole those. So, uh, <laughs> so I called up. Uh, so I I bought the Blink security cameras. The Blink security cameras got there to the house. I asked my GC to um to install them. He installed them. But the thing is, like. The porch had like an overhang, mm -hmm. so the and it wasn't very high. Like I could touch the top of it with my hand. So needless, they they took them. <laughs> so, oh, these are cool. <laughs> yeah, right. There's like I could use these for my house, and they just took them. So those didn't work. <laughs> what happened so, when you try to do the other security system? Oh my gosh, dude! I called the security company, and they was like, "Yeah, um, usually they just come and take them." And I was like. Really? I was like, they were like, yeah, it just doesn't even make sense to secure that area. It's like, they just come and take them. So then I started like, yo, when I tell you, I started doing so much digging. I went to the precinct and I'm like, yo, I'm like, what do you know about this area? It's like, oh yeah, we get a lot of calls over there. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, my realtor told, like the realtor that I was using at the time, I, I fired him. The realtor I was using at the time, he was like, it's a great area, you know, it's a B, B, B plus area, telling me all these great things about the area just to get me to buy, knowing that I'm out of state. And um, I, you know, and I told him, say, hey, I'm no longer going to be using your services. He actually, <laughs> it's funny because actually I didn't tell him that. When I sold the house, he called me and said, hey, the <laughs> The house got sold to one of my clients. How come you didn't sell it through me? And that's when I told him. He ended up seeing it on the MLS. And one of his clients ended up buying the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a rude way. So if you're a realtor, listen to this. Remember, what you say to your clients really do have an impact. So be as honest as you can. Yeah. Because especially when they're out of state, they remember this stuff. They remember like the same way you remembered who helped you, like Angie List, your new yeah. contractor, the guys, Don. You remember who helps you, but you also remember those who steer you wrong and leave you in bad situations. Correct. Correct. Especially after you, because I we obviously took, so you told me that you reached out to him and was telling him about these issues, and he was just like, oh, okay. Like, if yeah. there's no compassion, like, oh, Xavier, let me see if I can send some people to you. Let me see what I can do. I'm sorry I didn't know. I thought it was a better area. Like, it was no compassion. It was just like, yeah, it's it, like it pretty much is what it is. You bought it now at this point. And, you know, I just didn't like the fact and I told him, hey, I didn't go through you because you were not honest with me. You know, you are local to the area. You know the area, regardless of how many other clients you have. You know, it could have been a great opportunity because I would have bought more properties there. But you have to be honest with me. I'd rather spend more money than to have a headache on my head, on my hands. And also that the biggest fact is that he treated you like a transaction. Correct. Not like a family member or like, hey, let, it's, it's more that needs to go into it. I feel yeah. like personally, because as a loan officer, you know, I feel like even I struggle sometimes, I'll be honest with you, if not seeing things as a transaction because we only get paid at closing. So I want you to close. But at the same time, I want to help you understand and learn and grow yeah. so you could come back to me. If you only focus on the money, no one's going to want to come back to you because they can see it. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100 percent. And that's that's really what it was. He he treated me as a transaction. And unfortunately, it showed and he didn't reap the benefits of that sale. He would have he would have reaped it on both ends. You know, he and he, more, you and more. More, more houses because on, on top of it, one of his clients bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. On top of it, I'm, and it sold once it hit market, it sold in one day. One day we got an offer. Fire. Dude. So let's go back to the house. So yep. breaking in, what were they breaking in? What are they doing in there? They I I, I don't know. And one guy or or woman, I'm not sure, like pooped on the walls. I, I ended up going up to the second floor. I was like, what's that? And to see the brown smudge going down the wall. I'm like, ew. I was like, that's poop. <laughs> I was but, but the thing is, and I even said to the contractor that was there, I'm like, Dude, the bathroom's like three steps away. Why don't you just use the bathroom? They were marking their territory at this point. I don't think Bro. it was anything. They was just like, boop, my poop. Dude, my they were just like, nah. This is like, come on. They had to use their hands to touch it. <laughs> like, did you realize, like, how did they leave here? What other things did they like, possibly touch? I hope they washed their hands, <laughs> you know? Because it, it wasn't poop everywhere else. I, I assume they had to wash their hands after that. And then, you know, you're going to clean off the vanity. Come on. <laughs> so I was like, make it make sense. So they're just like breaking in. It was just, it was a nonstop break. Um, so, so I went this to. Was it originally supposed to be a flip though, right? No, this was going to be a buy and hold rental. Um, what ended up making it a flip was, uh, so after all of those break ins was happening, I went to the precinct. Don't forget, tell the fire story because I, I will. I w- that, I'm, I'm going to get to the fire story. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who don't know the fire story, Malcolm knows because I called him so many times. <laughs> so this is what they have to understand. That's why it's real estate unfiltered. This dude. is the truth behind flipping, behind rentals, behind buying. Like Man. things happen, and a lot of things you can't account for. Yeah, I mean, I was I was stressed. I mean, I was beyond stressed during this. I was insanely stressed. 
So I went to the I went to um the precinct and I was talking to uh, police officers there. Um, you know, I have nothing but utmost respect for police officers. So I was talking to guys there and they were super duper nice with me. It's extremely kind. And they were like, hey, that's one of the areas that we do receive a lot of phone calls from. It's like it's a very it's a very hot area. If I was you and this this is the cop's words, I would not put appliances in the house. It will be gone. So me being an idiot, um, I put appliances in the house and uh, I put <laughs> I put appliances in when the project was completely finished. And needless to say, they were gone. They were gone. I got the phone call. That they were gone during uh, my, uh, my actually my anniversary. So I was in Dominican Republic and I received a call from my property manager. My property manager's like, hey, I can't sell the house in this condition. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, everything is a mess. I looked, she sent me the pictures, my contract sent me the pictures, and I'm like, where's the appliances? All gone. <laughs> Micro, like the microwave, the the stove, the refrigerator, all gone. Mind you, I I anchored it to the wall, to like to the studs. I bought you security anchors. Yeah, I bought security anchors off Amazon and anchored it to the wall. They wanted it more than the security anchors. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to protect it. They took and and I use actually I use padlocks, and they they were gone. So I was like, um, so <clears throat> we we were.